الو الو قدمونكم شي خريميتي الوهرانيه الحقانيه شي خريميتي الفو باس لو بونجور لا ماما لا ماما شايكه شايكه She was very special, I think, and you can see she got her Bedouin tattoos on face and with her really long curly hair along her body, and she's really special. She Kharimiti, she Kharimiti was always on trend. Uh, she's never been has been, I think, and loads of artists wanted to collaborate with her. She's the one who inspired all the the big singer of the the Rayu culture. It's, it's the starting point, an inspiration for our project with Acid Aram. She never tried to change, and I think that's the power of Remiti. She is herself. That's it. And you take it or you leave it. That's the point with Remiti. Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. As you can hear, we are celebrating a great lady today an Algerian diva who was a soul rebel. She would be 100 years old today. She was known for her smiling face, her long hair, her pearl necklaces, her glittery combs, her pink dresses embroidered with pink roses, and her Anna tattoos. Yes, today we're going to hear from the Algerian legend, Sheka Rimiti, and take it from me. For all her grace and grandeur, her life was never a bed of roses, a lit de rose, as we say in French. Certainly not. <laughs> Wow, this is the great Sheka Rimiti and the track Jatta Woz, which is telling about her love of Paris. TGV, the French fast train, and whiskey. <laughs> and in Paris, we have another Afropop diva, Elodie Mayo. I'm not sure she loves whiskey, hmm? But for sure, she loves Rimiti. Yes, George, I'm a big fan of the artist, I mean. And I'm very happy to talk about Sheka Rimiti today. Actually, her real name was Sahadia, which means joyful. But do you know where her stage name comes from, George? Mm, no, but I'm guessing Sheka is an honorific title given to a woman who is usually respected for her piety or religious learning. But what about Rimiti? Uh, well, that's almost the opposite. Remiti comes from the French word remettez, remettez-moi une tournée, which means give me another drink, get me a refill. <laughs> Amazing. And that's actually what I love about Sheka Remiti. She's a queen and also a kind of ripe punk. She's halal and haram, pure and pure. 
Here in Paris, where I live, she's still praised by all the young Algerian immigrants, by hipsters and by savvy DJs. We even have a place chez Karimiti in La Goutte d'Or, in the crib of Barbès, where she has moved in the 70s. Here, in the 18e district, in this little French Africa town and Algeria town of Paris, she's a real living legend. In La Place Karimiti, you can read this short obituary, 1923-2006, chanteuse, pionnière du rail, which means singer and rye pioneer. Rye, this Algerian urban music, which means idea or opinion. And if you want to know more, check out our hip deep program, The Story of Rye, on afropop.org. Recently, Rye was listed by the venerable UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, as cultural heritage of humanity. Yes, exactly, George. And just like reggae, Rye is a urban music born in ghettos, originally made with the galal, the bandir, and traditional flutes, and it keeps evolving by incorporating new influences from Western countries or technological innovation, from horn sections to electric guitars or vocoder today. And Rimiti always claimed to be the grandmother of Rai. However, she never really grew old. She remained a very liberated soul and mostly an amazing performer, I tell you, George. Two days before she passed away at age 83, she was giving a sold-out show in the Zenith Concert Hall in Paris with young artists who were inspired by her, including the great Sheb Khaled, who was singing on stage with her. George, can you picture a mix of the power of James Brown on stage, the grace of Nina Simone, with a twist of hypnotic Bedouin grooves, all wrapped in a small pink sequin dress? Yes, that was Shakira Remiti. Wow, what an icon! It is actually hard to describe Remiti's life and music as they were both so linked, and also because it's not always easy to disentangle legend from true facts. So, well, on this episode, we'll try and we'll dig mainly into hearts and soul to discover her legacy because she remains a major influence for young artists like DJ Snake and, above all, all right music lovers. Samir, Rai is not dead. Rai, Samir, il est foutu. Il va revenir le Rai, inshallah. Alors, Aznavour, c'est Botaïba de la France Hajj Samir is the main character of this French channel TV series called Rai Is Not Dead, produced by Arte. Samir is 32, he's an archivist, a DJ, a producer, a digger, and he's also a scientist working on cancer issues. But mostly, he's a music lover, passionate by Rai pioneers. He has released Rai compilation on the DC label Future Time. And on this TV series, Samir travels to find hidden records and to produce a Rai mixtape featuring young and old stars from Paris, Barbès, to Lyon, Marseille, and of course to Algeria. 
but long before DJ Snake hit the Super Bowl in the US with old Algerian sound, Samir had a crush for Remiti live video footage at a very early age. Here's Aj Samir. Aramiti, I uh, first heard her, I think I was around 10, so it was uh, 1990, and I felt impressed in the way she sings. You can see the strength through the way she behaves on scene. She speaks roughly about things like love, social problems, sometimes sexuality, alcohol, very taboo topics in Algerian Muslim culture. And people were not used to listen to these kind of, of topics, and especially in this way in a sort of uh, straightforwardness. And that was the first shock for me because in very, you know, uh, family circle, you don't mention these kind of topics because we are Muslim and the respect is represented by not talking about those topics that freely, at least. And she's doing this in very obvious way, which was quite shocking for me at the early age. <laughs> a strong relationship with her because I keep cataloging her vinyls, I keep searching some tapes from her with like very exclusive live prestations and we suppose that she made around 200 records, uh, 200 vinyls and I keep finding new stuff, not cataloged on the internet, she's been very progressive, I keep finding and keep digging some vinyls so this is the thing also, there is a big challenge behind uh, digging her original records and especially Shiharamiti records in Nigeria but it's quite rare and quite hard to find so one of the rarest one I found uh, was two years ago was um, a vinyl called Rahibki which means he went away to cry so illustrates for sure the fact that she was like very dominant as a female that title was very special because she was singing along with a group of Azhar, which is uh, the group who uh, accompanied Sheikh Khaled at his beginning career. I was very happy to find this record like two years ago. How did you find it? Can we say it? 
We don't really reveal the secrets, but I can say that I found it in Algeria uh, during some expeditions by car. Congratulations. Thank you. We all have a special, let's say, link with Sheikh Haramiti and very uh, subjective link with Sheikh Haramiti. How would you describe yours personally? I love the fact that she brought like very raw uh, identity from the Bedouin style because, you know, like she's from a small village around Sidi Abbas called Tesala. Those Bedouin people were, I think, as in any other countries, you know, when you're coming from the countryside, you're not a citizen, properly talking. And maybe you were like coming from lower social class. And that was the case. And I think that the fact that she kept representing the countryside she comes from is the thing I admire a lot, I think. And she put it in her music imprint. And we all remember Remiti now because she was wearing like traditional dresses and singing about them in the region she comes from. Ah, yes. Remiti always looked flashy in her Bedouin outfits and ethnic tattoos. Even though she left her village early, she never forgot where she came from. Rumiti became an orphan at the age of 16. 
She grew up poor and often homeless. At heart, she was a country girl. She spoke flowery Arabic and sang in a hoarse voice. Remiti never apologized for where she came from. Actually, let's say she never apologized, period. Our senior producer, Banning Air, knows all about it. In 2001, when she came to New York to sing for the first time in the U.S., she vanished several times without a word. But Banning was tenacious and caught up with her for an interview. The only interview Remiti gave in the U.S. مالا نتعلمت الغناء يبان لي الغناء كلي راني صغيره ولا 16 عام نبقى نغني نتفكر كي نهار اللي تعلمت صغيره My situation was one of great poverty and difficulty. I grew up as an orphan. My mother and father had died. When I was 16, I was poor. I was in misery. I was obliged to go to weddings and parties to learn to sing. And at the same time when I sung, people gave me food to eat. Misery was like a school for me. It taught me my trade. The proof is that when Americans came to Algeria, they brought us joy, they brought us food, and through this difficulty, I'd become a singer, and I was happy. Through sadness, I had become a singer, and that could give me food to eat and a life. God helped me to learn this trade, to perform, to record, to do weddings and big parties during the time of French colonization. And now, at this time, I'm very happy because I have a lot of children. I work for 36 people, my children, that I adopted and the children of my children. I'm very happy with this situation. God has helped me. I sang all the subjects back then. I sang about misery. I sang about love. I sang about the condition of women. I sang about ordinary life, concrete things. I sang the life I had seen, my own history. As you can hear, George Sekarimiti knew about poverty, war, night craze, love, pains and exile before becoming an international star in France where she moved in 1978. But before that, she originally started her career in a Mederat, very exclusive small groups of women singing at religious parties and weddings, a centuries-old tradition where men and boys are not allowed. Some traditional folk songs from the Mederats were recorded in the early 20th century. And back then, Rimiti was among the first Algerian singers to have her voice captured on a 78 RPM recording. Remember those? Medahets. This is the space of expression for women because this is an old tradition from Algeria. Women in Algeria and also in general in Western Africa and Central Africa are the power of families. The way they speak uh, robbery things and the way they speak in an obvious way comes from that. And that straightforwardness is also coming from the Medahets. I think that Sheikha Remiti was special because she was at the top of that traditional way. She was even more than the baseline, I think. <laughs> Let 
This is La Camel, one of Remedy's most famous hits, a song taken from the Medahats that she has rearranged. And those lyrics are coming from very long time ago. This is quite hard to find the, you know, the original author. Remedy did a new version of that song that we know, and uh, for sure she was one of the early faces who gave modern version of that song. Can you tell us a bit about the lyrics? It's very poetic and perhaps there's a double meaning. It's a story of picking some flowers yeah, in the mountain. The mountain yeah, exactly, but uh, I mean, it's a very pictorial uh, song, let's say, to illustrate the secret relationship between a man and a woman. She's just trying to say subtly that she's having a relationship with that guy, not alone because she's not married. She said that she's going to the mountain to get some flowers and with him and and then you have to imagine yourself the, the following steps, you know. To be honest with you, I'm not very comfortable with these kind of songs because um, culturally talking as Algerian and Muslims, we don't mention these kind of topics uh, that freely. So this is also the power on, of Remedia identity, but I'm still not very comfortable with these kind of songs. I will hear the song for the sonorities, not for the lyrics. Which is uh, weird because I know that most of the other people will hear and uh, will try to figure out the lyrics. But uh, regarding the, the fact that I know what it is said, I will just focus on the songs. That's why she's been uh, censored from uh, radios and TVs because people knew that uh, she was mentioning something else behind the very naive uh, picture that she was talking about in the songs. As you can hear, George, for many, listening to some of Remiti's songs might bring l'archuma, which is an Arabic word for the shame that we also use in French slang. <laughs> This is Downey from Sheikha Rimiti. Is this also a love song, Elodie? No, not this one. Rimiti wrote several songs that were very graphic, such as her first hit from 1954, Sharagata, where she talks about tearing apart the shirt and ties of her lover, and you might guess the rest. But in this song, Dahuni, released in 2005, she tells another real story. She had a terrible car accident in Algeria after a show. Yeah. 
وديتنا 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 الحكومه
That was from Tagutami, an album she has recorded while adding new songs to her music, released on a pop and urban music French label. A year after, Remiti recorded Sidi Mansour with the Red Hot Chili Papers bass player Flea and with Frank Zappa's horn section. That's how trendy Remiti was in her 80s. She was such a wry, rocky granny. Amazing Shekarimiti with Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Frank Zappa's Horn Section. Hmm, amazing. Stay tuned, the dream continues. There's more Rye Rebel music to come. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX.
This is La Camel, one of Remiti's hits rearranged by Les Héritières. Remiti's hits rearranged by Les Héritières, which means The Heiresses, a live project initiated in France by four awesome female singers, Samira Bramia, Hajla, Nawel Benkrayem, and Suad Asla. Yes, George, I have met Suad Asla, who is an incredible singer and a very lovely person. She also has another project with the living legend Asna El-Basharia. But with Les Héritières, Suad Asla and three other female singers created a live show and a very moving tribute to Shekhar Emiti.
Bangladesh, Charimitis, c'est un modèle pour moi. J'ai eu la chance de voyager avec elle, de faire Paris. Swadesla says, Sheikh Karimiti is a role model for me. I had the chance to travel with her from Paris to London. She sang to me through the cold trip. She clapped her hand and told me stories. She was such a big lady. May her soul rest in peace. We stayed in London for three days together and it was really incredible. Initially she seemed weak and tired. I thought she would never be able to perform. And then, there she goes on stage. She was completely transformed, wearing makeup and beautiful dress, and she had jewels on her head. She was something else, another woman. For two hours, the Londonian audience went really crazy as she gave herself so much after I realized her age. And I thought maybe we should have gone more slowly considering her age. And she made me forget it and she told me. Je me dis, mais jamais ma fille, moi, la musique, elle me fatigue pas. Le jour où j'arrêterai la musique, ben, je serai plus sur cette terre. No, never. My daughter, the music doesn't make me tired. The day I stop playing music, I won't be on this earth anymore. She's really a role model for me. Every time I feel bluesy or tired of being a singer, I tell myself that I'm not allowed to. And I look at this woman and other women who have fought all their lives, who have made music without complaining. They were really brave. And Shekharimiti was so generous. I love that. She was working so hard and her work led her to such a worldwide recognition. And that's what pays, work only and above all, sincerity. Only the audience knows if the artist is sincere and if they give everything they have. That's what matters, work and above all, sincerity. On lui rend hommage sur un projet qui s'appelle Les Héritières, où on interprète des morceaux à elle, We pay tribute to Shekharimiti on a project called Les Héritières. We perform her song with our style. It's a very nice project. It's so nice to pay tribute to this great lady. She was really a warrior. Her songs are like the blues, and we sing about our suffering, about our daily lives. We sing about love with simplicity.
what a great life project, Les Héritières. Originally, it was supposed to be a single tribute to Rimiti, but the success brought it to another level. And now, they are touring all over France, where Rimiti is still in the hearts of many music lovers there. Rimiti performed in the famous first Rye Festival de Bobigny in 1986. Along with Shep Khaled, Fadella, and Shep Mami, they all became big stars after that festival. Remiti performed around the world, but in France, because of the Algerian and French common and sometimes painful history, she has become an icon. Many people in her concerts grew up with her songs in Algeria. Stefan Kashnevsky, manager of the Festival des Sud in Arles, a beautiful city in southern France, expressed the importance of Sheka Rimiti when he said all the festivals and concerts organized to celebrate her also celebrate the Algerian legacy, particularly here in Arles. Arles is a crossroads. That's why the Roman Empire chose this place to build a big town. And it's still the case now. It's still a crossroads. Like uh, all the crossroads, we have many, many populations that come to live and from everywhere. We have uh, also a lot of Algerian people. It's really important for us. So each year we have the huge artists, Sheikh Arimiti, Sheikh Khaled, they all came to the festival. Sheikh Arimiti, it was incredible because she didn't want to get out of the stage. We are in south of France, but in south of France, there is a wind called Mistral. And with the Mistral, it can be cold even in July. And this evening, it was cold, but she sang really, really uh, well, and she didn't want to get out of the stage, so she stayed maybe two hours uh, because the, the crowd didn't want to let her go. And it was a really, really magical time. What's that big sound? That's not Trinity, right, Elodie? No, George. This is Acid Arab. They were playing in all this year with the singer Sofian Saidi as a guest on this track called Rimiti Dor, which is, of course, a tribute to Rimiti herself. <laughs> Sir, we're the same, honey. Hot in, I'm 
Cavallo is a member of Acid Arab and is dealing with machine and production on this track. The track Rimitidor, we wanted to do a track with this specific rhythm from the Medahat. We did the beat at the Shatter Studio and Sofian Saidi, the singer, was really interested to sing on this beat. He wrote the lyrics just on a table in the studio as the many rice singer was doing their lyrics. Like it's more emergency poetry than literature. And uh, the song is talking about the guy in a, in a car stopped by uh, the police. And in the car, Shekharimiti is playing on the radio cassette on the car. So Rimiti Dor is mean uh, Rimiti is playing in the car. This is far from Rimiti's traditional flutes and percussion. Tell us about it, Elodie. George, this is Rashid Trip, another track from Acid Arab, this French collective of artists from various backgrounds featuring Kenzie Boras, who was also playing keyboard with the late Rashid Taha. The band was formed in 2012, and just like their name, their first album had a very provocative title, which was Musique de France, for a very avant-garde mix of electronic and techno music with rai and oriental sound. That's quite provocative in French just as Rimiti, who was also 
also avant-gardiste and provocative. And of course, for Hervé, Chikarimiti remains a big influence, even though he actually discovered her music at school. A teacher of music culture in my scholarity uh, make me listen to Chikarimiti. We put the, the room in the dark and we were listening some music. It was one of the, the best moments of my scholarity, I guess. 20 years ago, maybe. And uh, at this time, when I discovered it, it was really different than the rye, the popular rye we had, a bit commercial we had on the radio. It was something really raw, really rough, really intense, really uh, deep. Thanks to this guy, I discovered Shikaremiti, which was the, the tree who hide the forest. And then uh, I went a bit more deep in this kind of music, which is really uh, an inspiration for our project with Acid Arab. I didn't know the lyrics because I was not a rap speaker, but you can feel the power of what she said just listening to the voice and also the beats with the, the gelal, the specific beat of Medahat and uh, the swing of the percussion of the Medahat music was really make me think a lot about jungle, which I was really into it at this time. Like the trance? Yeah, of course, the trance. The trance. It was something really hypnotic. So it speaks a lot to us when, when we listen to Shekharamiti. We'll be right back. 
Wow, that's quite a jump from Rimiti's traditional style. Now, what about Algeria? Does the new generation still remember her? Of course, from the new digital uh, Rai artists to the Zanquana music coming from stadiums and soccer fans who had strong role during the recent political turmoil in Nigeria, they all praise Rimiti. I think Rimiti is also very popular among hip-hop artists because she had strong punchlines. She used to say that misery was her teacher. And she knew about suffering, of course. Rimiti had a cancer, though she died from a heart attack two days after her show. And to describe her cancer, Rimiti said, I had some stones below my heart where love stands. That's Rimiti's style. She always finds a poetic way to describe things, even if they are very sad. And um, that's why people keep singing and keep listening to her music, even nowadays, especially in those intense periods as the one that we are currently living in. Remiti's songs are even more meaningful nowadays, I think. We all recognize ourselves in Remiti's songs, I think, at some point. And uh, love and pain are one of the most mentioned topics in, in Rai music. So that's why she does fit in that case, let's say. There is a paradoxical thing about Remiti uh, because I mean, she was describing things which we could say haram in a way, I mean... And impure? Yeah, impure, yeah, exactly, impure and uh, very taboo regarding the, the Muslim and the Islam religion. But on the other way, she was also, I think, religious. Traditionally, because she was uh, coming from the Medahats, who are very religious women. But also, I think, practically, she was religious. And uh, that was the paradox of Remiti. And that, I think that every single human being is also a paradox. And we all have those, you know, uh, death and good sides, you know, uh, the haram and the halal things, let's say, the pure and the impure things. Thank you for your insight, Aj Samir. Unfortunately, I believe our time is up. Merci, chère Elodie, pour cette super émission. Et à bientôt. Hey, George. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Thanks also to Festival Les Sud in Arles in France and its lively audience. Thanks to Hajj Samir for the Rye is Not Dead documentary series produced by Arte France. And thanks to Les Héritières Live Project, a tribute to Shekhar Rimiti. Visit afropop.org for a video playlist of music you heard on this show and more. You can also find us on Facebook 
and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this episode by Elodie Maillot in Paris and in Arles. This program was mixed in Brooklyn by Michael Jones. Additional production by GC at the Syncopated Lair in Washington, D.C. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Mukwe Wabeisi Yolwe. And I am Georges Collinet. J'en ai marre, j'en ai marre, j'en ai marre.